The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They got to stop putting the years these songs came out in front of me. 86? 86. Good job, Bert. 37 years ago. Shut up. So let's do the John Mass. 37 years prior to that? 1949. Would anything in 1949 be playing on the radio in 1986? On a pop or active station. That's how good that is. That's how much that held up. Or that's how little we've grown. It's one of the two. We've either progressed more between 1950 and 1986 than we have from 86 to today. Or it's just so great it holds up for generations. What was the number one song in 1949? That'd be like Dean Martin or something. Riders in the Sky from Vaughn Monroe. That was the number one song of 1949. I mean, that's year enlist. And the next song is That Lucky Old Son. <laughs> Give me some of that. You got any of those? Torx uh, Wheelhouse yeah, right oh, here. Oh, your dad would love this. That Vic yucky Dimone, old song? Perry now keep Cole. in mind, you don't even know these songs, and that's your dad's wheelhouse. If my dad was a Beastie Boys fan, we'd be smoking weed together or How something. That's that like a totally different generational deal. Riders in the sky. Yeah, he can't help but sing it like bush a on the side of the road. Yeah, I don't know what you're watching, Brett. I don't either. Careful. Brett's got oh, those horrible Japanese people getting ground up videos. Uh, that lucky old son's on there right there. No, but I'm trying to find the version now from Frankie Lane. That's Frankie Lane's lucky old son. It's the uh, second one down, it looks like. That's Frankie Lane. There you go. He's right. That lucky old son... By Frankie Lang. Hey, go, everybody. Enjoy your afternoon. Let's hear it for our boys in blue. We're going to kill the show tonight. Going to crush those old Koreans soon. In the morning. If Ike has anything to say about it. Out on the job. Work like the devil for my pain. Do you think this song would have played when the Beastie Boys, No Sleep Till Brooklyn, first came out? On the same station. Got nothing to do. No. But roll around That's how big the difference between 1949 music and 1986 music is. But 86 to 2023, same time gap. What would be like a ballad in 86? If you're... That lucky old son. Yeah, uh, right? compared to an 86 ballad. 86 probably had be, like... Uh, not Spandau Ballet, I think that was... But we're still not playing it. Yeah. I guarantee you no radio station's touching it. That isn't an oldies thing. I'm, I'm, we're not. We're like, we play new stuff. And this holds up. I'm always thrown by this whole, like, uh, how much we have. Take my breath away. Oh, God, by Berlin. Yeah. And no, uh, nobody's touching that. Cindy Lauper's True Colors. When I think of you, Janet Jackson. When I think of you. 
the, the next, next time, time I, I fall. fall. Peter Cetera. <laughs> now, God damn. Oh, hang on. I'll find that one. Next time I'm No. That lucky old son still on. 24 hours a day is a marathon of lucky old sun continues. As it looks like, latest reports say the sun's about to explode. We don't have all the information quite yet. We'll get it to you as soon as we can. Here's Peter Cetera, 1986's worst radio station, from that lucky old sun into the next time I fall. In love with you, going out to all my friends with cerebral palsy. For no reason whatsoever, I just like to say words that make me sound smart. Cerebral palsy. I posted it. I posted it. <laughs> Were you singing this on the beach too? Oh, this was a big one for me. <laughs> Frankie Lane opening for Peter Cetera. <laughs> Was it Amy? What was it? Who's Amy, Amy Grant? Amy Grant. She probably a uh, singer. This was a big deal. Yeah. She did Christian, Christian stuff and then she singer. broke up. Next, she just got tired of not making any money. Next time I guarantee it. I'm at Tony Romas. I can remember this right now. 1986. Or no, wasn't Romas. I hadn't been there yet. I was in somebody's house. We were listening to this, and I wrote a letter to uh, Christy Greenland. Oh, yeah. You could pen one I don't know I ever gave it to her. So I had that long-term crush on her. So 14 was about time. I'm like, I'm, i got to do something about it. Was that in one of the uh, folder pockets of the Five Mead? The it Lost in the Five Trapper Keeper? No, no, no. Not in the... No, the Lost the Five... No. The Trapper Keeper was early 20s college Trapper Keeper of uh, oral sex poetry. <laughs> this was back when I would write things like, I know I'm not Tom Selleck, but I really think oh, you're amazing. Yeah, one of those. I would, I would degrade myself. And my friend John Stevens. That's where we were. John Stevens' house. Listen to the new Satara stuff. And, you know, pining over girls that will never talk to us. What else we got here? <laughs> Beastie Boys, No Sleep, Till Brooklyn, and this, same year. Next time I fall in love. They got some good stuff up there. Danger Zone. Live to tell. There'll be sad songs by Billy Ocean. That's a good one. In Your Eyes. Oh, that was, oh yeah, yeah, that's when it was originally released. Yeah. And it didn't pop until, like, 89, until the movie. Anyway. I'm always blown away at that little dumb Don't mat. dream it's over. That stupid... Wow. Oh, crowded house. Yeah. Lady in oh. Red. Don't dream it's over. Oh, Lady in Red was a favorite of mine. Yeah. I thought that was beautiful. <laughs> My dad, he's just spinning in the grave. He's not in yet. <laughs> I had such a twink boy. If My dad had a time machine. He'd go back and just toughen me up through my teen years. Oh, crowded house. <laughs> Don't dream it's over. Your dad's calling Bob Huggins back in the day. Get over here and talk to the son. <laughs> I got a f- and I need a tough coach to get him out of it. That's right. I'm Bob Huggins, and I'll de your kids. Come to my basketball camp. Basketball conversion camp. Don't care. I, I, I managed to love Metallica, this, George Michael, all of it at the same time. I don't know how I did it. I was a human, like, uh musical pinball. I was everywhere. Everywhere but country because I have intelligence and I always have. And by the time you're 14 which I was in 86, you've passed, surpassed most country music fans with IQ. Like 8th grade education, you're two years ahead of most country fans. It was two years well, about 88, 89 when the country started uh, going yeah, more to pop. pop. And it was still horrible and it was still for dumb people. It just had its moment with a couple of hot girls that took our attention away. Like eighty nine ninety when you had Shania Twain first pop up and you're like maybe I like country music, but it was your boner talking. Ah, going back in time, 
And speaking of going back in time, have you guys seen the Richard Dreyfus stuff? Uh, it's pretty fantastic. Richard Dreyfus, and here's my new rule in the world. With all the wokeness and all the cancel culture, two things have to start happening. PR handlers have to start telling old actors over the age of 70, no more interviews. People asking to interview old people can't ask questions about the modern culture. Because otherwise, you're just going to get stuff that sounds an awful lot like this. It's just This is an art form. It's also a, a form of commerce, and it makes money. But it's an art. And no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. And what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that. And here it comes. You have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Yeah. You know, Laurence Olivier oh, no. was the last white actor to play Othello. And he did it in 1965. And he did it in blackface. Oh, boy. And he played a black man. Oh, boy. Brilliantly. Much better than Am I being told that I will never have a chance to play a black man? Yes, that's the point. I don't see you can't. And the reporter's guilty of letting the great Richard Dreyfus drone on and on about this. Oh, she knew what she was she doing. She sat back and went, all right, old man, what do you think about uh, lack of blackface in the world of art? You know, I believe that we, we almost went with a black shark in Jaws. Oh, no. Sorry, uh, let him go. <laughs> yeah, then she just sat back and went, I'm going to win an award. Go get him, old man. Close Encounters, we had black-faced all the aliens. And, uh, well, you're telling me aliens can never play blacks. Why? Because we got blacks for that now. Well, I liked it better before. Guess something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's morning sickness. We're going to need a bigger boat than Amistad. <laughs> it's just, don't talk to old people anymore about today. And old people, don't take interviews about what's going on. Stop it. You're just going to get yourself in trouble. Yes, you have an opinion, but you do it the new way. The new world, the woke world is find a group of people you trust and say all the horrible you want to say amongst them. The way this show works. Sure, we broadcast a bunch of fun stuff, but off the air, it's just all terrible language and misery. We're proud of it. That's why we don't have cameras in here normally. <laughs> yeah, the, the new show over at KSLX have decided to put cameras in their studio for when they're off the air. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm less afraid of a firing line than I am cameras pointed at me when we're just goofing around in here. 
horrible things are said in this room. Hilarious, because none of them are meant to be mean. But but none of them are old people going, you know, I preferred it better in a year when we could wear blackface to work and uh, pretend to be Negroes. I mean, what's the harm? Well, see, you started working before they let black people have jobs. So, of course, Lawrence Olivier was a black guy. Brilliant. And he did it brilliantly, much better than those tongue-tied African-Americans you can hardly understand. (laughs) What with all the basketball dribbling. All right, enough, Richard Dreyfuss. That's plenty. I mean, how could Othello be taken seriously uh, when after every line he says in Shakespearean's great pen, uh, he ends with, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Pull up a picture of the Othello. You haven't seen that? No. We're not talking a little blackface either. Lawrence Olivier went for it. Othello was a black guy. And he's the best black guy I've ever seen on screen. Amazing. And... Yeah, you're not messing around with, like, this isn't brown face. No. This is black face. Like, he is shoe-polished black Othello. I mean, it is black face. And he was brilliant at it. And you know what? The best part was you could have cast a mocha African-American, and I wouldn't have known he was that black. Lawrence went for it and looked like he'd been in a fire. Now, Richard Dreyfus can't do interviews with people about what's going on today. You just can't. And whoever's in charge of Richard Dreyfus should have told him on the side, hey, 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 I wouldn't go on that show firing line answering questions about modern-day hiring practices because you come from a different time. Yeah, Lawrence Olivier in that, and it is obvious that's a white man. That's oh, not, yeah. They're not even trying. Like the, I hope they didn't win any awards for makeup in the Academy Awards. because The only reason I knew that he wasn't really black is because he had a job. I and mean, that was the only way. It's amazing. The better time was to paint white people black and have movies like The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh. <laughs> you can't. Step and Fetch It and uh, Al Jolson also brilliant at what they did for the time. Let's not. We can't. Pl- we can't prop them up no matter how much we like them. For three years they auditioned people yeah. to try to read Shakespeare. Every one of them couldn't read. It was a black problem. So we just uh, dressed up uh, our best actor of all time. He was nominated for best actor yeah, in that movie because he didn't care. Then we're going to hire a black guy to do Shakespeare? Well, the education. It was art, it was John. Impossible. And plenty of black people could have done it. Could put Cleavon Little in there. <laughs> Cleavon Little could have done it. I guarantee you, Sydney Poitier could have well, done it. I whipped this out. But then again, we would have had to employ one, and that was against the times that I grew up in Hollywood. You notice that no black people were in Jaws. It was very authentic. They're not getting in that water. They were the smart ones. <laughs> there are no black people in that water in Jaws. Second, they're like, eh, everybody off the beach, there's a shark eating people. It's like, there's a white group. No problem. And they still got in. Yeah, it's uh, so Richard Dreyfus is talking about how black people, playing black people, bothers him a little bit. Because he's like, you're telling me I can never play a black man? You're like 80. What role are you going to take? Mandela? <laughs> you, can't, you can't do Soul Man 2 now and going back to school. What, what what in the world? And I question whether or not Richard Dreyfus means that because the second they're like, we've cast you as Nelson Mandela. I'm going to have to wear the makeup. Yeah, we're going to blackface you and you're going to go out there and get filmed. Mm, seemed like a good idea in principle. I'm out. Yeah, nobody's doing that. But stop asking old people their thoughts. You know them already. And I'm- stop acting shocked when people like Richard Dreyfus says he wants to put blackface on. Of course he does. You know, I turned the roll down for Chicken George and the Roots. (laughs) 
couldn't believe Roots cast so many of them. When we had so many quality actors that were willing to put the blackface on. Could have played them brilliant. I could have played that beautiful Kunti Kinti. Fantastically. <laughs> but no, it went to a LeVar Burton. That's just embarrassing. I was the original voice of Darth Vader. And I was going to do it in blackface, even though I was never on screen. It's just, it's, it's stop asking your grandparents what they think of gays and blacks. Stop it. You're, and stop acting shocked when they say what, oh, what did he say? Of course, Richard Dreyfuss, an 80-year-old man, says the blackface is okay. Don't ruin everybody. Don't ruin everybody. Stop it. Like, let's just live with Richard Dreyfuss' day in the sun and not prop him up at 80 and go, so thoughts? You're going to get thoughts from the 60s. Stop acting surprised by it. Of course Richard Dreyfuss said that. We're going to cancel Richard Dreyfuss? He hasn't done anything since Mr. Holland's opus anyway. What About Bob's one of my favorite movies ever. Absolutely loved What About Bob. Pretty solid. Anna. And he uses those puppets. I die laughing. But he didn't do it in blackface. He has never done blackface, but he wants to. Of course he does. Deep down, everybody over 70 is dying to strap on the afro and throw the makeup on. How different boys in the hood would have been. (laughs) I saw that movie, Brady. I was embarrassed by the language. Much better if he furious styles. Could have got furious, yes. You think you're bad? You think you're a bad man? (laughs) Give me the mother gun tray. I would have gladly dipped myself in chocolate to play Furious Styles. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing in the world. But that lady said, you can see it in the interview. It's on a, it's called Firing Line. And you see it. Uh, and when he starts going, she's like interested. And then when he says, are you telling me? She literally sits back in her chair and just starts counting the Emmys. I'm getting a bunch of them. I got Richard Dreyfus to spill about blackface. Just stop asking old people stuff. It's a reason why you don't let your grandpa go out with your friends. He's going to be stupid. He's going to say a lot of weird things. It comes from a different time. People always say they want a time machine. Go to an old folks' home. You're in a time machine. I don't know what's going on. I'm almost in it. I start looking around going, I don't get it anymore. And I can't imagine what 30 years older than me is looking around seeing, what the f*** is this? You're supposed to respect that person, Grandpa. This queer in a dress trying to serve me coffee? No. <laughs> well, we shouldn't have taken Grandpa to the progressive Starbucks. When you hear, don't get me started, that's when you just <laughs> oh, that's, end it. That's, that's fine. Oh, of course, yeah. it's good. They're asking that's you true. not to, please do not continue this. Don't get me started is funny to us. But to them, they're like, please, I can't control this. Don't get me started. What do you mean, Grandpa? All right, here we go. These gays. And then, you know, when I was a kid, here we go. When you hear an old person say, when I was a kid, something terrible is about to happen. <laughs> it's just, we don't know what, we don't know direction they're going. We're curious. We don't know. Blackface, when I was a boy, was hilarious. Trannies were Milton Berle and Flip Wilson, one of the good ones. And also, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> my grandpa, if you asked my grandpa about, like, race relations... He would literally pick out black people and say, one of the good ones, because he hated them. <laughs> like you said, we're at that stage where you've been part of it, like um, laughing at uh, Blazing Saddles. Right. 
Would I take that movie right now? Oh, Kirby, let's let's watch this. You together. wouldn't show it to Kirby. I don't know. See, I, start, I would. If I start. I, it, you know, I'm like, I know I could. Right. For my I, know kid, she, I would. Here's she what you understand. Where Kirby you know, Kirby would be fine because you would be with her. Yeah. Would you show it to Kirby and three of her friends at a slumber party? Probably not. No way. Because her yeah. parents, one of those kids would go home and say, "Hey, the new sheriff is," a and then her parents, "What happened at Brady's house?" Now you're getting yeah. Let alone and, that he pulled out and made the and the right. kids. We watched. Uh, you know, blazing saddles. Right, and the worst part you is did what they don't call you and complain; they'll call your work. Like the real assholes will be like, "Oh, Brady, the, I'm, I'll get him." I can't believe he taught my. You know, some parents are all right with us. Some goofballs are. My God, you show them that it's over. Now I want to go to your house and watch and, and have blazing saddles night for the kids. Get <laughs> something, something. Check out Homework's Morning Sickness Podcast at 98kupd.com. Homework's Morning Sickness. I'd just be curious on the reaction. To the kids? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my friend's daughter said something to him once where she, uh, he said, uh, he was talking to her about people who were at the house, and she said something about her friend Ty and... Ty came over and he goes, which one was Ty? And she goes, Ty was, he was here Saturday with um, Brandon and blah, blah, He's rattling off. And he goes, well, which one was he though? Was he like, he was in a blue shirt. And he's like, there were three of them in blue shirts. Which one was he? Um, I don't even know how to, and he goes, was he the black kid? Dad, I don't see it that way. Okay. You're trying to describe the kid to me while I'm asking. And she just refused to say that he was the black kid. I could have guessed it because I assumed Ty's Tyrone, and that would have been the first thing. <laughs> I got the okay, our friend Judge. <laughs> you got oh, you're show gonna... <laughs> her blazing saddles. <laughs> judge is a black listener. Yes. Yeah, he wants that to happen because he wants to, you know to see if the inner racist will pop out after she hears the N word that often. You dancing around like a bunch of Kansas City. F- Camp town racers <laughs> sing their song, doodar. Yeah, they, and if the kids start doing that, one of the parents will call KUPD and have the or the news and say that you did it. Call Don't trip. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they call trip. They call channel three. Next thing you know, you got Yetta Gibson and uh, what's her sub Saltinos over at your house. Katie, our news. Local radio DJ decided to show a bunch of kids blazing saddles, and their parents were very mad. That's it. Her 15th birthday party this summer will be blazing saddles themed. <laughs> Dress up. Dress up as your favorite blazing saddles yeah. character. That's right. <laughs> a theme party. I'm coming as Mongo. <laughs> you can be Sheriff Little. I can be Sheriff Little if I just have some makeup. Richard Dreyfus will show up to all your kids' parties as Sheriff Little. Yeah, Richard Dreyfus, go ahead, go around Blackfest, but stop asking old actors those questions. Well, you can take her to the movies because apparently they're doing the Tuesday Night Classics at Harkins on May 23rd. Blazing, Blazing Saddles, Saddles is back? That's Tom just said, yeah. In the theater? Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. go. Let's go. See, now I never saw Blazing Saddles as racist. All the white people were dumb, and Sheriff yeah, Little was the smartest guy in the movie. He was the smartest guy in the movie. He's outsmarted yeah. all, the, the, all the rubes. I always looked at it like it made fun of racists. And the dance number at the end? Oh, when well, it turned into the big spectacle? Yeah, that was yeah. great. I always saw that. But even as a kid, I'm like, oh, everybody's stupid but him. He's cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, the stupid people are making me laugh hysterically with their absurdity, and he's handling himself as the coolest dude in the world. I get no kick from champagne. That's beautiful. <laughs> While the rubes tried to teach him to sing, it was it's brilliant. Don't. 
No, no, no. Okay, no, no. There we go. Was gonna there we go. Play. No, they're doing it. No kidding. May 23rd. Is it in Maryville? It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to Maryville to watch that. No There's way. Mills, Fountains, Camelback at Fashion Square, Chandler. No, no, it's safe. <laughs> it's not Maryville. <laughs> For us whiteies to go. It's safe. Good. Then we can all dress up however we want. No one will tattle. I'm bringing, going? I'm bringing Richard Dreyfus to Blazing Saddles to host in Blackface. Yeah. Are we going? I'm in. When is right. it? The 23rd. May 23rd. Uh, Tuesday night. Sounds great to me. Right. I got nothing to do May all 23rd right. starting now. Good promotion. They should pay us for that. That theater's going to pack <laughs> up. Bunch of yeehaws and whoopies in there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. Richard Dreyfus. I love Richard Dreyfus. It's been, uh, Goodbye Girl is a great movie. Uh Close Encounters of the Third Kind holds up somehow. If you ever watch that now, those special effects are still pretty good. When those aliens get off, you're like, ooh, this is creepy. I don't know what's going to happen. And then that Jaws. Jaws, of course. That's brilliant. He's a great actor. And then in the the 90s, they... Stakeout. That's not good. Stop (laughs) it. Don't pick B-sides. Steakhouse. Steakhouse was not good. <laughs> Him and Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> yeah. No, no, stop Rosie. it. Yeah, that was so She was in another Steakhouse because there was two of them. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the sequel never holds up. If it's so great you can't remember who was in it, then don't it bring it up. It wasn't Rosie O'Donnell. Well, they had a All bad right. Steakhouse with Rosie O'Donnell. I think Dan Aykroyd was in it. I think one. that was yeah. another Steakhouse. Yeah. Oh, you're right. It was, the, it was the a sequel. tied to it. That's how good it was. Brady just yeah. fired out stakeout, and we started to say, well, what, what? I don't know in that. But Madeline Stowe was in the first that's one. That's right. Madeline. Aiden Quinn. There you go. Here's our actors in the movie. Were there any blacks in it, or we just paint some white people? Madeline Stowe was very tan. That was close. Yeah, Emilio Estevez and him were in it. That's what I remember. And the dad from Wonder Years. Stake out, he throws out is one of his great moments. Please, the man's talking about Othello, and you bring up stake out. There's your Rosie. There you go. Another stake out. And he was in another stake out. It was the second one. You have terrible taste. You're turning into your your turning into Mo. First stake out and Ronnie. (laughs) Either one, classics by any stretch. It's like when you throw out Devo's third best hit, like somebody knows it. Stop it. Stakeout is not the Richard Dreyfus resume you go to third. In. No. Let me see if I can pull him up. No. You could have said, I liked Stakeout, but you couldn't have thrown You threw it out there with so much conviction that we were all just going to thumbs up it. You know how it would have been better, Brady, is that they would have allowed me to dip myself in, in some sort of tar and then gone on screen. It would have been amazing. Well, he was the voiceover guy in Stand By Me, too. Yeah. He was the narrator. That's and he was in the last two minutes of it, too. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot better than Stakeout. Jackass. <laughs> Stakeout is in. No, it is out. You know, and, and you know what? I'm thinking you're spelling it S-T-E-A-K out. I, it was the wrong kind of Stakeout for you. Ooh, I heard the word steak. That's a good one. No. Even I'm offended by this, Brady. Crazy. So there you go. Richard Dreyfus getting questions at. I just oh, American wondered. Graffiti too. American Graffiti was like that. 19 years old now. It was yeah. like 71, right? Yeah, amazing. He's been in everything great. Stakeout is my crown jewel. The Dreyfus crown. <laughs> yes, I've been in He's some proud of that movie. Academy Award winning movies, some Neil Simon classics, but 
proudest of steakhouse, another steakhouse, where Emilio Estevez and I traded chops. <laughs> I like chops. I knew you would. <laughs> anyway, stop asking old people questions. That's my point. When you go to Grant, but Brady made a good point. Don't get me started is when you stop talking to him because what you're, what's about to happen is Grandpa's legacy is about to die. You have Richard Dreyfus on, you talk about Unless you're a reporter trying or, to uh, bury somebody. Right. Which it seems like they... But that's when the, the other, the flip side kicks in and the people in charge of Richard Dreyfus are like, don't do this interview. Stop pushing them out there. So last time you heard Richard Dreyfus talk, of course the next thing he's going to say is crazy. I haven't heard that guy say anything for 12 years. And I love Richard Dreyfuss. So don't take my Jaws thing away. Don't make it so Jaws can't play, you know, every eighth Sunday on TNT on a boring afternoon where I'm like, oh, Jaws is on again. Don't make it so they take that away because one of the characters was a terrible racist. Jesus. Some of these later movies. I mean, I can't believe you picked out Stakeout when he was in Piranha 3D. I can't. I mean, Jesus. Piranha 3D made jokes about Jaws. That's got a good Man. cast. I've watched Piranha 3D because some of the nude scenes are pretty great. And one of the piranhas bites off a guy's penis and spits it out, and then it flows. And it's 3D, so it's pretty neat. Because <laughs> you can reach for it. I, I digress. Just trying to help society. That's what we do here. I am too. Now, strap on some blackface and perform at your office today and see how well it goes. Don't take Richard Drives' uh, advice. We'll find out what's new. Uh, hot releases are coming up in just a little bit, and I guarantee you, no blackface today. It's 98. <laughs> It's out of control now. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.